swords. It's surely illegal. Dad's with swords. Dad's with swords. It just shouldn't happen. Dad's with swords. Welcome everybody back to Dads with Swords. Uh, I'm Brant. I'm Krista. I'm Brian. And welcome back to episode 10. Uh, we're going to do a little something special, I guess. We're just going to sort of talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of topics. Um, I like to say congratulations to the three of us for committing to 10 weeks. Of sitting around and talking and doing a thing that we said we wanted to do. Let's make this podcast. Uh, Isn't it supposed to be like 13 weeks till it's a habit or something? So we're so close to just being habitual podcasters. <laughs> so by week 12, we're going to give up. I'm just kidding. No, we're not. No, we're not. Pressure's on now. I think double digits is just a, a milestone in itself. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's been fun. We're outside today in our backyard. Um, it's a little windy, but we figured it, it's better for Caleb to have the free reign to run around. Um, Eric is watching him, and he's quiet now that you've given him your phone. Oh, spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah, he'll chime in from time to time, as he does. So I was saying to you guys, I feel like I haven't seen you um, in a long time. Yeah. I see you every day, so. Yeah. <laughs> Not really talking to you, <laughs> but to Branch and Erica. Like, the last time we saw each other, we were playing Pathfinder in our hot dining room, and um, I just remember holding Caleb, feeling really frustrated that I couldn't even roll my own dice <laughs> for my new character that I was so excited to play. Um, and that's kind of where we left off with you guys. So how was your week? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good, actually. Just uh, back to the usual grind of work and whatnot. Erica has her hands full with Saul at the house, but uh, it's good. Uh, by the time it takes me to walk, you know, I get wa- off work at five and takes me about 40 minutes to walk home, so it's not too bad. And I'm usually uh, greeted by a little cute face who is frustrated with whatever he's been doing for the last little bit and then wants to see a, a new set of eyes, and it's good. You ever just walk into shit explosions? <laughs> uh, it's never usually in the middle of it, but uh, it definitely happens from time to time. I get to deal with all the, the 3 o'clock in the morning ones. Oh. Yeah. yeah, we're past that um, night shits. It's just the day shits. And it's not a secret when it's happening. He just gets up and he stares at you and he just goes, Ugh! and then you smell it. You smell it before you see it. And they say, you know, it gets better. You get so used to your own babies, Duke. You don't. No. It's a lie. It's no, gross. and it changes. Uh, it definitely changes because now we've had the... We've transferred from the Quick Start 1 to Quick Start 2, which I guess is a little bit more iron-enriched, and tends to result in a little more uh, fruity, I guess. (laughs) 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 I know that smell. Um, Well, it's that and and the fact that he eats, like, a banana a day. Like, he really, really likes his bananas. That's like baby coffee. It, It really is. Like, babies are half monkeys. They're just... Yeah. Love them bananas. But yeah, we've been introducing Saul to, uh, like, he's six months now. He just had his checkup and uh, shots and everything, so... How's that? It's actually, he, take, he took him like a champ. Um, he <laughs> he kind of got, you know, stabbed in the leg, and he kind of looks up at the nurse practitioner and had a face on him, like, what? What? 
What did you do? And then had like maybe a split second of a scream. And then by that time he was in mommy's arms and Erica had him smiling in like no time. So he's good that way. So how, uh, how's Caleb with like shots and stuff like that? Um, about the same, like very delayed reaction to it. And just like the look of betrayal on his face when it's after it's happened. (laughs) He's like, what did you do to me? Currently, Caleb's trying to fall out of his swing. Oh, yeah. As one does. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, little buddy. Yeah, I don't know. He's he, he's pretty good with shots, but it's still, I don't know, it, it sucks being there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been going, like, I, I work 9 to 5 and everything, and so his appointments are always, like, midday. So I take a late lunch and go up and meet Erica there, and, and I think she could probably do it on her own, but... I think she enjoys having a second person there to kind of take the brunt of it because, I mean, it is a little hard. You're you're out subjecting your little one to a little bit of pain, but uh, it's necessary first of all. <laughs> Man, I've been watching Star Trek for so many years. Where's my hypo spray? <laughs> Where's the painless little? Tss? Yeah, everything's or the, done. The, the, the Space polio is eradicated. That they hover over your broken limb and then it's fixed. Well, yeah, that'd be handy too. Yeah. Those pills that grow you new kidneys. There weren't a lot of babies in Star Trek. No, they evolved beyond the babies. <laughs> just, <laughs> just gave birth to little Wesley Crushers. They, they replicate the three-year-olds. <laughs> um, Brian's been getting back into work, too, and it's challenging, I'd say. Yeah, it's a lot of driving around it's for us. so and much driving. We have one car. Yeah, I feel like we... my brain's constantly working trying to schedule like okay where's caleb going today is he going to daycare is he going to his grandparents or are we doing a midday trade or yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i had to get you to work at butt crack 6 a.m or something like that i don't even remember the drive to be honest <laughs> i was very tired oh good yeah it's yeah. always comforting yeah um it's hard like i think for me there's no time to be stressed about it because it's like I don't I don't have time to think about how stressed I am because I'm too stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every moment is dedicated to just planning the next day or planning like okay now we're gonna meet here and then I'm gonna drive here and then we're gonna switch the car. Yeah. Pass off Caleb, get all the stuff. Don't forget the bottles. Don't forget the diapers. Forgot everything. Yeah, I guess it definitely gets uh, to be a little hectic. Like a car at this point would be a luxury for Eric and I. Like, it's not really needed in the day-to-day, but we're slowly finding, like, times like today where we want to come out to visit yeah. you guys, and it's a half-hour drive out of town. You really have to rely on the uh, generosity of your parents. <laughs> For me, it's, like, the car of, uh, or the idea of, like, man, I could really not pay $150 a month right now. Well, and that's certainly where we're at. It's, it's a like, purchasing the car itself, but it's the insurance, the upkeep, yeah. the, the gas money and everything. Right now it's just not there about it. Yeah. I mean you you've seen our car. It's it's a car now. Shit. Yeah. It's a little windy. Yeah, we're just kinda looking at the you know, little blue line that Audacity prints out here and it went pretty high, so <laughs> hopefully we fix that in post, otherwise you guys just heard a lot of static. <laughs> static and a lot of whoosh. Static and then Caleb screaming. But yeah, it's uh, it's everything comes with a, st- uh, a challenge, and right now it's just logistics for you guys, I guess. Yeah, we'll figure it out. That's the thing is like, like I said, there's no time to just be sad about it. It's just no, we're in the middle of it. 
We're in the war. That's it. Yeah, it's just the every war's out there, man. One day at a time. I'm just finding it a big challenge. I mean, to you know, circle around to our swords. I always like I'm I'm missing training time like crazy. Yeah, like today for instance, you got to uh, sort of supervise and yeah, had to push a stroller around the park while everyone else played with swords. Yeah, it's hard. The uh, incredible uh, Hulk, Lonely Man music played. I did get to see something really awesome though, uh, where you and uh, one of the other scholars at Ironwood Kirk, uh, they were doing like a, a paired footwork drill. So basically, the way the drill works is that you're paired facing off against each other and. One person walks forward and the other person walks backward, and you just try to maintain the same distance between the two people. And as Brant and Kirk were doing this, and I was walking with Caleb, just kind of holding his hand as he walked through the park, he looked at them and he stopped walking and took a couple of steps backward. Now, maybe I'm reading a little too much into it, but I think it's the uh, you know beginnings of him doing some fancy footwork. <laughs> well, if you see him with the sticks, like he he likes to hit the stick with your stick. Like, he's got his backyard stick that he's actually playing with right now. I was yeah. going to say. He's yeah. going right for the pal. Trying <laughs> to <laughs> stab it. You can get it, buddy. You got this. What's really cool is that he's starting to learn the difference. Uh, you know, like, he'll go, he'll come out and he'll grab the stick and he'll hit the pal no problem. But he knows now when he takes the stick and starts walking towards the window and I say no, he says, oh, I shouldn't. I'm not supposed to do that. So that's good. There's a time and a place for that. Yeah, because I like him, you know, hitting the pal. That's fun, but yeah, I don't want him smashing our windows no, smash or hitting other, me in the kneecaps. Smash other people's windows. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me about it. This is why sparring has to come later. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually worn out. Tomorrow's my day off, and I'm going to my parents. And I'm going to swim in their pool because they're staying in a hotel right now. And I'm just going to... Probably eat my mom's food <laughs> and feed Caleb her food too. At least you're honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's life. Thirty years old, you'd still eat my mom's food. Yeah, yeah. Enjoying every minute of it. Oh God, yes. They like they get the best food. They get like fresh fruits all the time. They always have cookies, and it's not just like one box; it's multiple boxes and choices. So. I'm pretty excited. We have an issue where every time I go to visit my grandmother up north, she always has cookies. And yes. Here, take one for, like, she'll have, like, a full margarine, like a giant one liter or however big it is, like a, a giant margarine container, and it's absolutely filled with chocolate chip cookies. She goes, oh, just take this for the road. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> just it's, for the road. Yeah, it's, it's okay. She's like, oh, no, no, take it home. You can use it for lunches, and just, just bring it back. Just bring me back the container, so... Thanks, Graham. Making yeah. making me fat. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Like we, I think we're we're trying to be more healthy, and it's hard when the older generation. It's like it's just a few cookies. It's not a big deal. It's just a few, but it's a few every time you see them, which is a lot. Well, and I, then, there must have been forty something cookies, and oh there are God. zero now. So I'm not gonna lie, I would destroy forty over cookies of, right now over a course of two days. So you can do the math. It's just like. I'll just have one. I'll oh, maybe just another one. Today I woke up and my breakfast was I took a peanut, uh, took a chocolate chip cookie. I put some peanut butter on that and then I put another chocolate cookie on it <laughs> and I had some peanut butter cookie. Peanut butter, butter is really healthy though, so that, well, that yeah. evens out. Yeah. That's like a, a sandwich yeah. right there. That's it's three things. And everyone's always on about you know like carbs are bad for you, gluten's bad for you. So like you're eating flour one way or the other. You may as well have some eggs in there, right? That's breakfast food. Eggs are protein, so protein fat. I think for me, getting back into work, it's the eating out. 
that I can't do anymore. Ooh, maybe just had a weird little blip there. We forgot to put all our devices on silent before oh, we started recording. This is what happens when we move outside the sterile environment of my filthy office and into the to the wilds. And it's no speakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, eating out is really it's not the fun thing anymore. It's just the we gotta go to McDonald's again. Yeah. Or we don't have any food. I have to go to the convenience store. It's the like it's six thirty, we're just leaving Kingston, we still have to pick Caleb up from daycare. And then figure out food, so I guess... It's no longer a reward, it's seen as a failure. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a... You're, like, getting in the line in the drive-thru, and you can just see everyone's slumped shoulders ahead of you, and you're like, this isn't... This is... This used to be a fun thing, and now it's just, like, a thing I don't want to do, but I don't want to go to bed hungry. (laughs) It used to be somewhere where you'd buy four Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers, and that was a meal. Because you were 20-something years old and didn't know any better. And now it's just you see other fellow parents who are just satiating their kids like needs. It's like, I know we've been out and we we, we were longer than we wanted to be. Just put this food in your mouth. And I remember my ex actually talked about that once when we were together. Because he'd be like, oh yeah, I used to eat like... Like four Big Macs in in my day, and now I can only eat two. Like you should only eat one, <laughs> not even one. God, it's no, not something to be proud of. Know your limits. Stay within it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss um. I miss Brian cooking dinner because I don't cook dinner. Again, we appreciate your honesty. Yeah, I I'm not a cook. I mean, I. I am because I did it for years in a kitchen. I was about to say, didn't you work at a restaurant for uh... <laughs> I did, but I like to keep working home separate. <laughs> no, I'm just a lazy dick. I don't I don't like cooking. You are all about the honesty. I am. We got to be honest. Like I'm going to die one day, so I don't want to live a liar. Yes, one day. <laughs> um I try really like you know sometimes I do cook. I like baking. Yeah, that's true. I made a cobbler the other day and I forgot I forgot to put the butter in it. And it was good, I think. Yeah, it was. It was very good. I was Caleb su- liked it. I was surprised. Like, you said you thought it was missing something, and I didn't think so. And then when it was missing butter, it really didn't seem like it was missing Well, when butter. I opened the microwave, and there's a bowl of just melted, melted butter, <laughs> and like, ah, great. You just needed to make some popcorn. Yeah. yeah, that's all. I make breakfast sometimes, but I think it's... I don't, I don't... I'm not a big dinner cooker. You're more... Yeah, that. I like cooking. I just don't have time recently. <laughs> I found breakfast lately to be a real issue. Um, we get eggs from the in-laws. They have chickens, and so they're always constantly laying. And we just have a trove of eggs that are sitting in the fridge, and they're there. I should be cooking them, and I just don't. It's Those I, eggs are beauties. They so are amazing. They're as bright and golden as the sun in the sky, and they taste so good. And then... After you eat those and you go eat the shitty convenience store eggs, you just feel sick. Oh, you're like, sick. It, you're, honestly, I, I never thought that I would notice the difference between taste and eggs. But when we go back to the, like, store-bought eggs, I sometimes have to, like, choke them down. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I don't even like this. Oh, the texture's so weird. Oh, the color, oh. yeah. And they're, gross. like, pretty much the same, but there's just not, no, I don't know, they're, not they're tastier. The same. Farm, farm eggs are tasty. They taste like they're loved. Yeah. Because you're... Um, Erica's dad, like, 
feeds them bugs and stuff. Like, well, he yeah, takes like, care of them. They, your mom does too. They constantly, you know, are hunting for any sort of bugs and stuff that they can get their hands on. But yeah. it's also like things like table scraps. Like they're they're walking green bins. They're like little dinosaur green bins <laughs> because they'll <laughs> eat out food. Yeah, <laughs> butt nuggets. But yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Oh, that made me laugh. Um, yeah, no, but they, I mean, they'll eat, like, you know, carrot shavings, so, like, peelings from, like, potatoes and stuff. You name it, if there's any sort of nutrients in it, they'll peck away at it. They love greenery, like, any sort of, um, uh, I, I don't know what the, the, the leaves from broccoli, they like that. Lettuce, obviously, is a big one. They just, they, they peck away at it, and by the time, of, you know, they have it, like, Swiss cheese, there's so many holes in it. But, um... Yeah, it's like the farm fresh eggs. Like when you make scrambled eggs from farm fresh eggs, like it looks, it has the same color as like cheddar cheese. They're yeah, like they're orange. They're yeah. glowing and they just they taste so good. So then when you get cheap eggs, you just got to cover them in cheese so that you can trick yourself. Or just cook them in a lot of bacon grease. <laughs> oh, just the cheese packet from like KD. There you go. You're all set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should start I buying can. that in bulk. That's that's a slippery slope. Once you do that, then you just buy, like, lots of macaroni and you never turn back. I suffer from um, working in a mall, so I'm um, in a routine of coffee. And then maybe I'll get something in the food court, but usually I just walk around the food court thinking, no, I don't want to. And then I get another coffee, so all I've had is coffee. And then on my way home, I get another coffee. (laughs) And then I go to sleep. Coffee's good if it's just coffee, but often it's not. they have sugar and cream and everything in them. Yeah, um, I don't do sh- uh, sugar. I haven't had sugar in my coffee or tea in about 15 years, I feel. <laughs> and every time I go to my parents' house, if my dad's making the tea, he'll ask me, do you take sugar? And I just say, I have to just say, no. I want to say, Dad, it's been 15 years. I do not take sugar. Do you want seven lumps or eight? No! <laughs> it's there's really no one in the family that does now except for the boys and they don't really drink it so i just don't like the taste and now if i grab someone else's coffee at work and drink it by accident i almost want to just throw it on the ground (laughs) (laughs) so gross yeah just chuck it down like a ninja smoke pellet Uh, that being said i love um lattes and stuff but i don't go to starbucks anymore because it's not in my route (laughs) and it's also too eight dollary. <laughs> it's too eight dollary for my days. Yeah, it's too eight dollary. No, no problem spending eight dollars on a bottle of wine. Big problem spending eight dollars on a coffee. No thanks. <laughs> it's all about uh, wine drink. Um, yeah, I think I think for us, it's been just trying to get back into eating properly, and yeah, it's always rough. Eating properly, getting enough sleep, um, having like being social like that's another thing for us my social time is our pathfinder i don't count work as social even though it's the most interaction i ever have it's not brian and i just shook our heads we're like no it's not honest work is no no No. work is not social no (laughs) no work is work i have i have the the i don't know i guess it, it is a boon that i work with two other people yeah and you know i spend most of my time talking to a 50 something lady and you know, that's my that's my coworker. She's my boo, and uh, <laughs> you know, we get along like cookies and cream. So, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you can go mad if if your only social life is work. Then there's no separation there. Yeah, 
I think for me, it's I spend so much time at work talking to people. There's people I don't ever see again. I hope to never see them. Like, I don't want to see them as regulars because that means there's something wrong. (laughs) But then I come home and I'm just like, I just want to be quiet. Well, yeah, you want to disassociate. Like, if you're constantly on the go, busy, 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 talking, 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 when you get to home, it's just like, I want the complete opposite. I want to be sedentary and I want to be silent. That's why martial arts is my social life. So you just go to, you know, go to class and someone kind of just talks at you and tells you to do stuff and you do it. And there might be a little discussion, but for the most part, you're just doing things. Like I went to uh, to my stick fighting class on Thursday and it was the best possible situation after an overly social day. Uh, it was let's learn how to throw shots properly with our hips so that we don't exhaust our arms by first exhausting our arms. <laughs> so it was one of those just, you know, keep keep doing the exact same strike over and over and over again until you're so tired you have to throw your hips into it because right. your arms don't work anymore and then we'll switch to the next one. Hmm. So it was good. Lots of cardio and then we did some, like, light sparring afterwards which again, I mean, sure you can get all hoity to Oh, it's a conversation. We were having a conversation with sticks. <laughs> but really it's as you know it's not social it's just you focus in on what you're doing and i like that meditative yeah that's a that's a better way of putting it and i don't know who to attribute the quote to where there's some martial artist had that quote the you know in a fight you're not fighting the other person you're fighting yourself right that's pretty much the entire thing it's it's all internal i mean there's external stimulus obviously coming from the other fighter but it's really just about you reacting the right way, hopefully. They might have stole it from a golf quote where... You oh, know, yeah? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Like, uh, you don't play golf really against the other person. You're playing a golf, you know, against the hole, essentially. That's Everybody's true, yeah. trying to do the same thing, but, uh, you know, it's not like somebody's throwing a fucking golf club at your head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All the, uh, yeah, all the golf clips I've seen through Fail Army might say <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, my golf knowledge is Happy Gilmore and listening to my brother. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like playing golf with your brother, there might be some clubs thrown around. <laughs> Never yeah. played golf in my life. Never planned to. Try, drive the golf cart. That's, that's the yeah. best part. I just feel like it would get a sunburn. And, um... Yeah. <laughs> Statement of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Concise description of golf. Golf! Eh, not really worth the sunburn. Eh, a meh. A rating of a meh. You know, I was thinking, speaking of sunburns, I was thinking... So I was um, looking at my reflection and thinking, like, man, my legs haven't so seen. Mean. <laughs> so Yeah, I always think about myself. But I remember thinking that getting a sunburn was the biggest, biggest fucking deal in my life. Like, it would ruin my day. And now it's like, I would love a sunburn because that means that I'd be outside. <laughs> it would mean that you've at least felt the caress of the sun for yeah. once. Instead of, like, the glowing uh, magnifying glass effect the mall with yeah. the sunlight bearing down on me. Oh, I've noticed I've got a little bit of a tan going on, but that's because I have to walk 40 minutes to and from work every day. And so... Yeah, sorry, we're just having some Kalu interference here. <laughs> hey, bud. He likes to pick up empty drink cans and, you know, he's trying to guzzle down some iced tea right now. Um, but yeah, just, just, uh, just being in the sun every day, walking to and from work, uh, it's definitely put some color, which I never really get. So it's, it's good to see. Um, white to red. 
yeah, I go from pasty to, uh, you know, half an hour in the oven at 350. That's, that's about what I am at. Um, I go from, like, brown to medium rare. <laughs> just angry red just hurts. No, I think, I think my big thing is I have to get back into running to and from work, but there's a little bit of planning involved because taking a second change of clothes. Right. Like, I, I walk to work in, say, gym shorts and a t-shirt, and by the time I'm at work, I've probably sweat through the shirt because the sun's usually that hot. So then I change into my work clothes, <clears throat> and then when I have to walk home, it's usually the same, you know, previously worn, sweat-in clothes. So if, yeah, yeah. it feels so slimy when you put it on. Yeah, so there there is that, but then if I want to run home, it's really hard to run with the messenger bag and yeah. all the extra accessories. So I have to take two changes of work clothes to work that day, right. and then basically don't go home with anything. Yeah, I also have to make sure there's enough groceries at home because I can't really <laughs> stop for groceries and start carrying a, a you know a bag of chicken and and sweet potatoes and broccoli and stuff. You gotta do that like uh, you know the loblaws where you order online and it's just ready for you and you <laughs> yeah. can just run by and snag it. I'll just grab it like a marathon runner grabs exactly. a cup of water. But exactly. uh, yeah, I've I've just noticed like I've been starting. Starting back on to Couch to 5K, which you guys have pretty much kicked ass at, um, I'm still on week one. This is my third. This is this is week three of week one for me. Uh, I I can't get I can't get past it. It's such a bitch. Well, it it's it's going from absolutely not. It's literally the couch to the you know week one is the is the hardest part. Yeah. And as somebody who's tried to tackle Couch to 5K probably five times now, this might be my fifth time. Um, I don't think I've ever got past week four or week five. Yeah. Um, I remember that being like a really bad part because it's, I don't know if anyone's ever done the program, but it's basically you're running intervals. Yeah. Uh, you're running like intervals. Training. Training. Yeah. To work up to, to get to, to 5k. So you'll have an interval of walking and an interval of, of running and it starts off so kind of easy Oh because no. it's like 30 seconds of running and then a minute or a couple of minutes of walking or something like that. It's, and yeah. So it's. It's you know. uh, it's it's run for a minute right now, run for a minute, and then uh, you're resting or walking for like ninety, I think ninety seconds, or it might be actually two minutes. Yeah, but in, uh, in any case, it it jumps up in difficulty. Oh yeah, really dramatically. Like all of a sudden, you're running for minutes, and you have a thirty second break, yeah. and it seems like it's out of nowhere. And God, it's hard to push past that. Those were the runs where we'd just be like swearing at each other. <laughs> I'd yeah. just be like, I fucking hate you. I'm doing this. I'm never going to make it. That's the that's when we abandoned the stroller because we had been trying to do it with the stroller. It's a running stroller, but you're still kind of hunched over to push it and it, it's not good for breathing. You just, you're gassed all the time. You're constantly pressing on your diaphragm. Yeah, no fun. I will say, though, having done the couch to 5K, and I mean, I couldn't, there's no way I could go around a 5K today, uh, but we're, you know, I'm trying to keep up to being able to do like two or 3K a couple of times a week, and it's made a big difference fencing. Like, I can breathe a lot better now, and I can go a lot longer. Like, we did, uh, anytime we're doing sparring sessions now, I just, I'll finish, and I need to catch my breath, and then I want to go again, whereas it used to be like, I'll finish, and I need to catch my breath, and then... The next five or six minutes, I gotta catch my breath a little more. Yeah. No, I just find I, I hit a wall right around the seventh interval. Yeah. And I'm starting to get really bad side stitches or whatever, which I've never really ever gotten before. 
and I have to skip. Actually, no, sorry. It'd be about the sixth, uh, the sixth cooldown period. I have to skip the seventh, and then I can usually do the eighth run. Um, I can usually finish, but that's agonizing pain. Yeah, I know. Just trying to get through it. I know we had to a couple of times, and I don't remember how early we had, we started doing it, but we would start to just like, okay, we need to take a longer break in the middle. So it's usually like six intervals of running. So usually after three intervals, if it was supposed to be a minute break, we'd take two. If it was supposed to be 30 seconds, we'd take a minute, sometimes a minute and a half. Yeah. And like it felt like cheating at the time, but then every week we'd still be able to progress and go further. So I was like, well, I guess wasn't that that bad of a cheat. Still doing it. Well, I mean, it extended the run. It made the run a lot longer for us, but it made it so that we could complete it. I got stuck on week um, seven, I think. Because that's when yeah. you started to go back to work, and it, we started doing separate runs on our own. And also, it's deer fly season here oh in Ontario, <laughs> so you make it about a kilometer down our trail, and you yeah. just get swarmed. Like you can see them spinning around you. Our last run, I went before you, and you were going to meet me, and I got halfway through the swamp, and I called you, and I was running like, like Ned Flanders behind, <laughs> or yeah, Ned Flanders or Homer Simpson. Uh, I called you saying, like, they're swarming me. I can see them. There's a cloud. And there actually was a cloud swarming me. Um, yeah. Oh, looks like I'm going to lose a phone today. But, uh, I mean, it, it trained you. You you had yes. seven weeks of training for that very moment. For that moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I haven't completed my 5K yet because I need to redo some of the intervals because I find the same thing. It's causing me stitches. And it's I, just, it's, it's frustrating because... You want to go, but it's something that's very physically holding you back. Like, I'm good. I'm, yeah, it's like, I'm good to do this. I'm good to, but it's just, you're not, your body's not agreeing with you. It's saying, just quit. Just don't stop. It's <laughs> it like, hurts. you you need to stop because I'm stopping you. That's what it is. And it sucks. I find for me it's time because I am very reluctant to wake up early to do it, but that's the only time. And then Brian will wake up and do it, and I'll just be like, go to hell. <laughs> Leave me alone. Caleb's tired. Caleb, he just needs a few more minutes of cuddles, and then then it's game over. Yeah, we were thinking like of trying to get back on the program for like Erica and I, but our stroller is not a running. It's not a jogging stroller. Yeah. I just don't think there's any way that we could be both doing it at the same time. We'd have to tag off like you guys were. Well, I liked it. Um, like I like doing it together. But I do like um, doing it on my own. I'm a very... I like my solitary time a lot. And I feel... I feel like I get it a lot now. But I think I had to work harder for it before, Caleb. Because we were... um, Like, being at work all the time. And having social commitments. And just making that time for me. Um, but now that I have Caleb, it's like every time is alone time because I'm with Caleb yeah. by myself. Yeah. But I guess truthfully, that's not true alone time. No. no. So, and there's definitely like a spot for that in being a mother. Like, I know you love your child, but there's definitely some time where you just need to you need to remember that you're a person too. It's oh, mommy's but... drinking time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mommy gets her drinking time. Don't you? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think we're probably running out on a half hour now. And our... One thing we got to talk about first, though. Yeah. Did you see the Unified Weapon Masters fight? Uh, yes, definitely did. What's okay. that? 
I think we yeah, covered yeah, yeah. that in one of the episodes. We've definitely yeah. covered it. We'll do a quick rundown again. It's an Australian company. They've built these suits of carbon fiber armor that are covered in pressure sensors. The idea is that they can have people wear them, be as mobile as they would be if they weren't wearing anything, and they can replicate weapons martial arts, full speed, full contact, as if you were hitting bare flesh, and try to determine who would win. So right. really cool, really ambitious idea. First fight is up on YouTube. Not a lot of people in the HEMA community were very impressed. Yeah, there was a, a little bit of a backlash. Yeah, say. and I, I'll admit I'm in the not impressed camp. I mean, I don't think that it was a great fight. I don't think it's a great example of what this product could do. Right. But unfortunately, that's what it can do right now. Um, I think the thing that bummed me out is that the reaction was so negative. People yeah. were just like, oh, fuck these guys. Well, uh, yeah, I got crazy wind here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the the actual fight itself, we certainly go to YouTube and, and take a look for it. It's, it's Unified Weapons Master. And uh, I think what I noticed was in the clashes, it was, it was not unlike something you would see in Tournament HEMA. The difference was, at that point, the marshal would call the point, and the judges would score. Yeah. At this point, the, the first initial contact does not mean it's a point. It's right. you keep attacking until the Lorica system uh, registers a lethal hit. Yeah. Which, I mean, I would argue in watching the, the, the match a second time, there seem to be a lot of forearm hits, which I don't know if the sensors just aren't rigged um, to... Obviously, they're not lethal um, if you're hacking away at the forearm, but at the same time, like, if you have hit somebody with enough force on both arms, you're going to cleave through to bone. Uh, that person's really going to have a hard time, you know, continuing to press the advantage and, and keep attacking. Yeah, I think this actually highlights my whole problem with the, the, the system as it exists right now, which is that they can't... There's certain things they just can't measure. Like, all they're using is pressure sensors. They're using cold steel weapons, which, I'm sorry, cold steel, don't come after me for libel or anything, but I don't like cold steel trainers, at least the trainers that I've tried, the, their um, longsword trainers. Uh, but regardless, that's what they're using for the system. So they're a synthetic, like a, a plastic sword um, that they're doing these hits with. Uh, and the sensors are just registering the impact from those. There's no registry of wh whether it was hit with the edge or hit with the flat of the blade, right. and there's no registry for a slice. And the thing with a hit to the forearm is that if that's just pure pressure, like it's just measuring that impact of something hitting you, well, your forearm moves a lot. Yeah, so it's moving... Your forearm moves more than, like, your head would move, more than your body would move, so obviously the the pressure sensor is going to read something a little... It's going to read a lighter hit on the forearm, and because there's no accounting for the fact that maybe there's a drawing motion at the same time, slicing... Yeah. Then, yeah, it's not ever going to get an active registry of those type of cuts. And I think that's also why it looks kind of slap-fighty, because they have to hit each other, and they have to hit each other hard, because that's the only thing the system reads. Yeah, and it's it, it definitely comes into... A, it just, it, yeah, it looks slap fighty. I guess would be the best way to say it. Yeah. And that's not a knock on uh, either the, of the, the participants. They seem to have a lot of experience, but they've also had a lot of experience training in their separate arts. Yeah. And to me, it harkens back, and it keeps getting compared to the early days of the UFC, or just MMA in general, where 
basically they're they're using the same premise. Whereas the first uh, UFC was we're gonna put style against style. We're gonna yeah. put Shotokan karate versus sumo wrestling. Or in the case of UFC, it was Dutch kickboxing versus yeah. sumo wrestler. And you know everybody thinks like, oh, this is gonna be a good fight. And then Dutch kickboxer proceeds to kick out the tooth of sumo wrestler. And you yeah, know, it got silly after a while. And the UFC evolved, and they came up with a rule set that works. That's still pretty vicious that's still pretty representative of true martial arts in a lot of ways but that is distilled down and it's entertaining to watch and that's what i think the opportunity at least the unified weapon masters presents and that's why it sucks to see people shitting on them because yeah that that fight was looked pretty sloppy i don't think it looked great from a crowd pleasing point of view i know it didn't look great from a you know martial arts pleasing kind of you know point of view Mm -hmm. but it's a start yeah and if we as a Western martial arts community can just kind of get behind the guys who are doing this awesome work and trying to make this cool product and say, you know, here's an idea, like, here's a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, unfortunately, I've got all kinds of cool ideas and no, nowhere near the level of skill or talent needed to implement them. Um, but, you know, it would just be nice to see that support exist for them and to, you know, know that we might have to suffer through five years of like not great looking fights but if what comes out on the other end looks like the ufc then that's pretty cool and yeah there's still going to be purists who say well no we have to just you know study it as if it were a martial art and we're going to kill people and these competitions are silly but they're not silly they have a point they test aspects of your ability in the martial arts and they're fun and they're cool to watch and we should you know want a little bit of that recognition yeah no, there's I, nothing wrong with HEMA being a sport too. No, and and that seems to be a, a major point of contention. A lot of a lot of people want to see it as a martial art and a martial art only, and then you have the other opposite side of the spectrum where it's very sportified and they're very concerned about tournament placing and doing well. And I think there's I think there's a good middle ground, and that's what we should all sort of strive for. Now, let's be honest. At the end of the day, it's still it's going to be both. It's the same thing, like, the UFC hasn't killed any martial art. No. It's not like people don't still go to an exclusively jiu-jitsu school and, you know, not bother learning striking, you know, because they're interested in it. The UFC hasn't taken that away, hasn't taken away karate or any style of kung fu or, like, anything. I mean, all those martial arts still exist. They still have their place in the world, and the UFC exists to be that sort of sporting optimum of that. So there's nothing wrong with us having all of our awesome historic martial arts and then an optimal sporting avenue yeah and i think you're going to see a lot more with this sort of second wave or second generation of practitioners in western martial arts or hema um is that they're not going to be tied down to one system yeah uh you're not going to find you know somebody who's just doing all fiore or you know all lichtenauer they're going to take the best of each system and piece it together. And I think you're you're already starting to see that with certain schools. Definitely. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't work as well as, you know, another technique, then don't don't use it. Just because it's in the textbook does not necessarily mean it's hard and fast. Like you yeah, have to use it. Doesn't mean it this. works for every person in every scenario. Yeah. There's context. Exactly. Context, which I'll ramble on about another time because I just extended this podcast for another ten minutes by bringing <laughs> up Unified Weapon Masters. Well, that's all good. You got to have the swords in. With uh, we get we cover the dads and the parenting and and everything. I think more and more this this uh, this endeavor. I just I see Krista not being involved in terms of the dads. It really just should be parents with swords. But I guess 
Dad's think... with Swords just has that zazz. Exactly. Yeah. We need more zazz. It's all about the zazz and not about the facts. It's almost as if we picked Smoke our theme mirrors, song folks. first. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's that's all I've got to say. All right. Well, from the dads and the mom. Uh, yeah. See you next week. Bye. Bye.